You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Welcome back to Thrive. By now we're all a few weeks into this whole quarantine thing, and with the exception of those on the front lines of this pandemic, many of us are now experiencing working at home. And some of us are experiencing working at home with our spouse or partner working at home too. If you're anything like us, transitioning to both being home essentially 24-7 was not without its challenges. So today on Thrive, I'm joined again by my hubs, Jamie, so that we can let y'all in on a little conversation about going from barely surviving to pretty much thriving while working alongside or at least under the same roof as each other. So welcome to Thrive, Jamie. I'm happy to be back. I have learned from my last experience uh, to respect podcast boundaries, so I understand <laughs> that I cannot be the host of your podcast, and I will do my best uh, to respect the podcast matters. <laughs> cool, cool. All right, so we've had quite a journey, I would say, between where we started off with me working from home full-time, you working in a more traditional office setting for your nine-to-five, to now both being at home for the time being, um, even though you're still con- considered an essential employee, And obviously we have our almost 18 month old at home with us too. So it's been a learning curve, I would say. So. And I like how you mentioned journey because I'll say we shouldn't stop believing uh, in getting better through this quarantine. So, all right, what do we got here? (laughs) All right. So I want to start this off in the, I think, I think we came a long way so far. So I think this could be really helpful for listeners to kind of break it down with where we started off and what kind of was considered normal for each of us before this whole quarantine thing began to what we're doing now and what kind of routine and routines we've found work best now and maybe break down some of our biggest struggles or pain points in making that transition and how we kind of started to solve them. And I think this is more timely because we want to do this podcast a few weeks ago and I feel like we've learned so much more in the mm-hmm. past couple of weeks about ourselves um, and in our relationship that I think we have better information now than we would have had maybe three weeks ago. Totally. Actually, it's kind of funny because I feel like when we first had this idea to t- do a little episode on how to thrive working from home with your significant other, it was before we had the rough of it ourselves. <laughs> so I feel like we would have had this kind of Pollyanna episode of working from home and we wouldn't have actually have gone through the thick of it and come out stronger. So this is much more timely now, I would say. I agree. Yeah. All right. So why don't we each talk a little bit about what was considered normal for us and what a day in the life or a week in the life or a couple of days, since I know both of us have pretty different day to days. Well, why don't, why don't you start? Okay. Well, um, I think everybody knows by now I work from home full time. 
So my days would kind of consist of trying to get up before our daughter. (laughs) Some days that would go better than others, but I would try to get up before her and get a workout in or get some reading in, get some me time before starting the day. And then once Liv got up, we'd kind of tend to her. I would try to hop in the shower while you take care of her breakfast routine before you head off to work. And then depending on the day of the week, um, I would be kind of balancing my work day with my job as a full-time mom, um, which obviously fluctuates every single day because my responsibilities for my job fluctuate all the time. And it would also obviously change as Liv grew and changed. And as her routine and her needs evolved, it totally impacted my day-to-day. Um, so oftentimes my work days looked nothing alike because it was kind of at the, it was kind of at the hands of a toddler as to what would happen when, until we made the decision to hire a nanny for two days a week, which was basically the saving grace for my sanity, because I think I was about to lose my mind at one point. So we did, I want to get that out there just because I think that was its own struggle. Yeah. And that was like a huge point for us in our journey and in really helping me figure out work at home life in general, because balancing two full-time jobs is really freaking hard. And I, I, I mean, I don't know how people do it. So for us, it was like, we needed help. Because if, you know, before we had, you know, our nanny for two days a week, you essentially had to work weekends. I was, I felt like I was working all the time. Which then strained our, our, our marriage in, in some ways too. Yeah. So my normal work days were kind of, yeah, at all up to depending on what Liv had going on. And then it would just be me trying to fill in the nooks and crannies between nap times with all of my work, which would be work for coming up roses or work for the podcast or work for my book. So I had, or work for the course that I teach. There were just like all of these different sub jobs all contributing to my job. So your, your normal work week is you're able to really focus on work Mondays and Tuesdays. And then what's your Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? I mean, live, you know, like it really would be balancing between work with live and coming up Rose's work in between that. And on days where my assistant Katie would be coming to work with me, she would see too. It's like we would have live right next to us and she would be doing work with me and I would be reading a book to live or doing something like that. So it was kind of like always a balancing act between, all right, is she napping or what's happening and what can I do in that period of time? Mm. And also never knowing how long that period of time would go. And I think any mom can probably relate to that. It's like nap time and you're seeing it now being home. It's like nap time can be a glorious three hours, but more often than not, it's like 30 minutes (laughs) or like a really quick stint. And in that time, you might be using that to take your shower for the day or to clean up a little bit, not just do work for your, your job, so to speak. Well, let me, let me take the baton on my normal work week is stressful in its own right, but a different kind of stress. Um, You know, I lead a bigger organization um, where I got to focus on uh, different things. And my typical work week is that nine to five grind. Although in my field of work, you know, I'm on call 24 seven as well. Yeah, you work way more than that. I mean, it, it would depend on the week, but in general, you know, I could be working 10 hours a day so I might spend an hour at home before work. And then by the time I get home, 
Um, I only have a few hours before we go to bed. So um, during my work weeks, I'm, I'm used to, or at least I was at this point, I was used to kind of being able to control my day. And I mean, I always had stuff go on that would have to make me adapt to my day. Um, but for the most part, I was able to really control uh, the outcomes by the end of my day. Um, so that was my normal work week before um, this quarantine period. Yeah. So in terms of now that we're in quarantine, obviously we're both working from home now, although you're considered an essential employee. So you're still working and going in occasionally when you have to in a safe capacity. Um, so why don't we fill everybody in on kind of where our routine is at now and how, how we've each structured our day now in a way that, in a way that sort of works. Yeah, I think, I think I, I took the lead on behalf of us and settled into that role um, after our first week um, because I can kind of do a lot of my stuff throughout the day at night um, or during the morning. It's not really time sensitive. I mean, there are things that are time sensitive depending on the week, um, but my things can kind of wait where I know on your side air, it's um, you don't want to be sending enough emails at nine o'clock at night. You might want to be doing them in the morning in order to pitch brands, et cetera. Um, so how our typical week goes now is, um, instead of me obviously being at work for those, let's say 10 hours a day, um, at home now. Um, so it's waking up with live, uh, and then really structuring my days around, um, her nap times, which sometimes are consistent as you know, and sometimes are not consistent. So just trying to really adapt to those, uh, those things as we go. So that's where I'm at right now. So walk us through like what a day in the life is like for you though, for work. Like, are you on the phone? Are you doing emails? Are you like writing stuff? Tell people what you're, what you're kind of doing task wise. So when I have a week where we have a board meeting, um, the lead up to that week and during that week um, is, I call it controlled chaos. Um, where I'm on the phone with a number of different people and it could be a long time, it could be a short time. Um, so it doesn't really lend well to Olivia's nap schedule. So in those weeks, in those moments, you know, I would um, pass the baton to Erica to help me with those situations. Whereas in my slower weeks where I can focus on some other tasks that aren't time sensitive, um, I could focus them around Olivia's nap. Um, so that's kind of how I organize it right now. All right. So that's, that's my side of it. What's your side? Um, well, my, my routine's not all that different since I work from home full time anyway. Um, I would say the most different thing is just the fact that we're kind of more actively balancing the baby back and forth and having to more actively and intentionally communicate through that, I would say. Um, so like, obviously I don't have the luxury now of having help where I'm 100% focused on one thing or the other. It's kind of like we're both trying to have 100% focus on whatever we are actively doing in the moment. But at the same point in the back of your head, you're like, okay, but where's, where's the baby? Or like, but what's my, what's my partner doing? And kind of just making sure that everyone is having their needs met and schedules are synced and the baby is fed. <laughs> um, so yeah. That's yeah, kind of yeah. I think, we kind of have, we've kind of like filtered into three sections, right? We have 
before first nap. That's the breakfast uh, period. Then we have um, before second nap, which is like the lunch period, which might be an hour or two. And then we have the um, post second nap before bedtime uh, dinner segment. So that's how I kind of break up my days right now is these three segments. All right. So I just get caught up on like normal work. Like I don't feel like we have normal work weeks anyway in general. We don't. Like the most like it should almost be called like structurally sound work week. Mm -hmm. Like the general structure is one way. Like we're not like if you're like a nurse and you're like, oh, I know I'm going to do X, Y, Z every single day. And then COVID happens and you don't have that normal schedule anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, that brings us to the transition from basically from you being in an office to working from home and us being under the same roof, working at home together, which I want to break down how that went for us, for people, because we, I think, struggled and had a lot of challenges with that, that we had to pretty intentionally work through. I would say in our, in our normal work week before quarantine, we didn't really have to communicate on roles because they were, they were forced given. So me knowing I only had a little bit of time before work with the family, I wanted to be really integrated in Olivia's breakfast time um, before I went to work. And then when I came home from work to really be a part of the dinner process and then putting her to bed. Um, so that was kind of a, you know, a give me. Um, now when I'm working from home, I don't have that leaving and coming back. So I think during, well, during the first week, it was more trying to really figure out what our roles were going to be in this process. And you don't really know how long they are. So I think we really failed, or at least I really failed at communicating um, what roles we should be doing. But I think we also needed time to really figure out, at least on my end, transition from being every day in an office where I can kind of control what I do and when to being at home and not being able to control because making a phone call while at work is way easier than making a phone call when a toddler's trying to take out your earbud. <laughs> um, so just, I would say the, you know, adapting to the physical environment. And then the second one is adapting to um, the relationship and the recognizing who should do what roles and when and for how long were the, I think the two biggest struggles during that first week. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. I would agree. And I think it, it was also hard because we both, I think admittedly are kind of control freaks and we both lead our respective businesses or organizations or whatever you want to call it. So I think we both kind of have this attitude of we like being in charge, you know, and we like having control over the things we can control and I think probably what a lot of folks experienced is like COVID took that from everybody because obviously nobody's in control right now. So I think for us, it was hard because I think egos got involved a little bit because I think, I mean, I know I had a bit of kind of like a, well, welcome to a work at home life with the baby. And I think that your perspective, at least from the start, was kind of like wanting everything to stay as status quo as it was in the office, just like at the kitchen table instead of in your office. So we, I think just had, for, I mean, reiterating what you said, we just had a lot of tension over 
community, like miscommunications and expectations that weren't necessarily reset or, or fully communicated once we had this new normal that we had to adjust to. I think we both were kind of like, all right, like it's going to be, it's going to be fine. We'll both get everything that we need to get done, done, failing to realize that like that wasn't going to happen. That's okay. That could be made different in the new normal as things progress. Let me, let me give a specific example. So in the first week, um, we didn't have our nanny for that Monday, Tuesday. So under the normal work week, Eric is able to, to focus on getting more work done on those two days. And I obviously get my work done because I'm in an office setting. So now you take the nanny element out of it and then I'm home. So in my mind, I was okay taking over that role because then I can kind of control my mind, how I adapt things. Maybe I do more on Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays and work longer hours um, or, or, or what gives. In, in that situation. I think when we got to Wednesday in my mind, I put in those first two days. So I think that's when our communication really started to break down because I felt myself in that role every day, but I wasn't, we didn't have that conversation about who would do what and when. And I think it really started with, we didn't really understand each other's schedules and what was really important that we had to accomplish for that day. And I think that was probably the first you know, thing that kind of led to us growing from that experience was understanding what we have to do. So you have like, again, for, for me, I think that that first work week fell the week before a board meeting. So I, I have a packet that is due to uh, my elected officials the Friday before a board meeting. And that was that week. So my mind as I get closer to the end of a week, I get more stressed out and more anxious. So when I put in those first two days, my mind shift because I was used to the office setting. So in my mind, I usually get my stuff done and I'm also making calls. And, you know, at that point in time, we didn't really know if we're going to have employees at work or not. And we directed them to stay home. So stress started to amplify. Um, So I think, you know, for me, explaining to you like, hey, I need help to do these things and you're like, sure, I'll help those things really start to, at least on my end say, you know, look, look what happens when you really talk about what you have to get done in a day. So you can really focus on each other's um, pinpoints of what they need to get done. Mm -hmm. And for me, my perspective going into that was different because I, I, I think right there, like you said, I felt like I put in days for me, my perspective was totally different on that because of having the experience of working working at home and being a mom at the same time, it's like you don't get to turn on and off like that, Mm. which is what I think is probably one of the hardest parts of that job. So for me, in my head, I was seeing you at home on Mondays and Tuesdays saying, it's okay, like if Liv is awake, I got her. But in my head, I was seeing, okay, but Liv also took two naps a day on each of those days and you were getting work done on those days. So for me, I wasn't looking at it as, the same thing as what a nanny does or what any kind of caretaker does if they're full time just on the baby, because I was seeing you get to balance work and being a dad at the same time, just like I do every other day of the week. So for me, it was like, we were coming at it from two different vantage points where you were looking at it, like, look at all of this work that I'm doing. Whereas I was looking at it like, yeah, buddy, welcome to the party. (laughs) Like, this is what work at home parent life was. And I think we both kind of brought that attitude into it and then weren't fully communicating what our experiences were or what our expectations were. 
And then we were just getting kind of like salty about it <laughs> as the time was going on where we were just getting snippy and passive with each other because we both thought we were doing great jobs in certain areas when like really we were failing in others. Okay. So we kind of set the stage for where we were at, especially that first, first week of transition. Um, so what do you think helped us the most in kind of confronting the issues that we were having and resetting the course so that (laughs) we didn't kill each other by the time quarantine is eventually up whenever that is. Well, we, we touched a little bit on communication. Um, but I, I think just really resetting the roles and although we, we didn't really specifically say you're going to do X and I'll do Y. I think, um, from a broad perspective is checking in with each other to know, do you have anything really important that you need to really focus on for that day or that week? So we can kind of adapt together. Um, with our, our natural fits and how we do it. Um, in terms of general roles, um, I would say just for a little background, pre-quarantine um, is I do more of the cooking and cleaning. So. <laughs> wow, I sound like such a catch. <laughs> You're like, I take care of the baby. I cook, I clean. Everyone's going to be like, what the hell well, does well, Erica no, I mean, do? Like, but like, I enjoy those things. Like I, yeah. find, I find cooking, cleaning actually cathartic. It, it's, yeah, it's let weird. it be like, known. Jamie's like, like OCD with cleaning, which is great. Yeah. And he's also basically a chef. And I just, am, I make really good grilled cheeses and that's just about it. So Yeah, and this is why, you know, I want to bring it back to, like defining roles um, is before this quarantine thing, I was really okay with cooking and cleaning and doing laundry because I was only here for. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You just threw in laundry. <laughs> that is not I, your chore. I, I was, I was only here for so many hours during the week. Um, I really felt like I was contributing to the house. Um, now I think in quarantine is doing those things and being at home, like you start to feel that stress. So I think when, we just kind of gravitated week two, week three, week four, where Erica now, I used to take care of Olivia's nighttime routine where I'll wake up now with Olivia in the morning and Erica will take care of Olivia's nighttime routine, which allows me to cook um, and kind of just tidy up a little bit. So by the time Erica's done with Olivia, we kind of can come together and I feel more at peace. Um, I hope that, I hope that kind of is more peaceful for you too. But I feel like that kind of took a like a like a large burden off the day. I just feel like we sync better mm-hmm. because of really and, and listen, I don't want to say like set roles. It's I don't mind putting Olivia to, down to bed and Erica doesn't you don't mind waking up with her, which you know did previously. It's it's like just give and take who needs what at what time and just kind of reading each other. And I think being with each other every day, all day, whereas in the last situation before quarantine we didn't have that read that stronger read. You just start to learn your partner more. I think maybe that had a, a, an effect on us too. I mean, I agree. And I think we almost eliminated roles to a certain extent because it became more about focusing on what the other person's needs were specifically, and then just filling in the rest with, okay, well, how can I contribute to this relationship and to this family and help you know, help fill the needs of the other person instead of, okay, well, this is my job and this is his job, but life is really busy and stressful right now. So they're just going to figure out how to make it work. It was like, no, it was more, 
we put the focus on, okay, what is your day like today? Okay. And what is my day like today? Okay. And what do you need help with? And what do I need help with? And then we both were, I think just more intentional about focusing on helping mm. the other person get through and just doing whatever role that took, regardless of if it was your job or your role that we had kind of, I think we previously had more set roles simply because of schedules. Like you said, like if I was at home kind of balancing two things, two full-time jobs during the day, by the time you got home, you kind of naturally fell into cooking dinner because A, you love to cook and B, I had work I had to finish mm -hmm. for my job. Like I was still doing emails or I was still writing or things like that. So it was like, if you told me, okay, you're going to watch the baby all day today and do your job all day today. And then you're also going to have dinner ready by the time I got home. Like that was part of what was causing us so much mm. stress and tension beforehand, because I had this pressure on myself and felt guilty because I had this set role in my head of, okay, this is who I need to be. And I should be able to do all of these things. It was like, no, that's, that's not possible. I think it really broke down. This has been a helpful time for us, I think, because it's especially for myself being as like control happy as I am and like having set roles for set things. It's like breaking down the idea of having set roles has been, I think, really, really helpful. Yeah. You know, and I think the thing I learned too is the more time we spent together over this quarantine is, and it's funny because we've known each other about eight years. Mm-hmm. And we've been married for almost four years. Mm -hmm. um, so you learn, I mean, I've learned a lot about you in the past three weeks and I've learned in a long time. Ooh, like what? Well, I mean, really good stuff. So <laughs> it's, it's, and I don't really know how to phrase it other than it's almost like I understand you more. Therefore, I'm not as defensive and therefore it makes me more kind. Hmm. And therefore me being more kind makes you more trusting of me, which then makes you more kind, which then we sync better anyway so it's it's not like you know i would say i may have a moment before quarantine where every everything in life is going to be before quarantine and after quarantine <laughs> yeah. yeah um like aq and bq <laughs> <laughs> so bq uh if i would do a dish you know i might look over my shoulder and you know if erica didn't clean up plates in my mind it may gravitate into you know, a spiral of things that may not have been true. Whereas now I can appreciate kind of what she goes through on a daily basis. So I know that she's, you know, getting work done because she really wants to spend the next hour, you know, with me, maybe watching our favorite TV show. Um, so it's just, it's like a different perspective on it. I think that, that it's not like I could say you do X and you get Y. It was almost like you can't leave your house too often. So you got to figure it out. And this is a really good time that we really figured it out. And, you know, to your point too, it's like taking those roles off, um, which made me laugh too, because it makes me feel like I have to work out <laughs> to get the roles <laughs> off. <laughs> to get roles off? Oh no. <laughs> I'll tell you, because during quarantine, you do eat a lot more. At least I do. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to being flexible too. Um, because especially since you are both under the same roof and sharing the same space, it's like, if you're not flexible, it's going to get heated really quick and not in a good way. And you, like, you can't literally, you literally cannot get a bigger house right now because you can't, in some states you can't even close on houses. So you like <laughs> literally have to figure it out mm -hmm. or hope you have a big house to begin with. 
Yeah. So, I mean, we basically just had to have quite a few more serious sit down conversations about what was working and what wasn't and what our new routines should be, or basically like what we each needed to feel some semblance of peace and organization and some sense of normalcy in the midst of such an abnormal time, I think too, because we were both trying to cling to what we knew or what we felt like would give us the most inner satisfaction, you know, like I like being in control. So it was like, I wanted to still feel like I was in control in certain things and you are the same way in a lot of ways. So it was like, we both had to kind of let go of some things and let each other in on other things. So it's well, well stated. It's been a process. <laughs> you kind of like learn to not sweat the small stuff as much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so James, since we are at home together now for the foreseeable future, you lucky duck you, um, what kind of working environment do you think best suits our success, but then maybe also what are some tips that could help listeners who are now working at home with their significant other too? Mm, well, first, I don't need my best suits because I can wear my jammies. <laughs> <laughs> no, space. Um, listen you still need space and you time. So um, I, well, Erica has her own office right now on the second floor and I work at the kitchen table overlooking our, our Creek um, every day, which is cathartic at the same point for me. And then we also have a basement. So um, just having our individual spaces, I think really helps um, at least me knowing that, I have my space. It's almost like having like your own desk, right? So you have your own desk that you can go to every day that you know is yours. Um, and when you, when I sit down, in my mind, it trans transports me to a workspace. So I don't know if that that sounds really corny, but I think it works. It's like mm-hmm. it's like why do people do the same parking spot every day um, instead of changing up? Do you do the same parking? No, spot I actually day? do change it up just on purpose because I'm weird like that. You but mix it up. in terms of like, I do sit at different spots at the table too to switch it up, but I'm generally at the same table, just like I'm generally at the same parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I totally agree. I think basically being separate, but having the ability to come together is I think what is key. Um, like you said, having the individual workspace, but what I've really loved from quarantining together is this is the first time in a really long time I've actually taken a lunch break, which sounds so lame. Well, it's because I do the cooking. Oh my God, he's kidding. He's kidding. <laughs> Everyone's going to have a horrible impression of me after this because it sounds like you just do all the cooking and all the cleaning and all the chores. And I just sit in my office while you're at the kitchen table taking care of no, the baby. That's listen, what it sounds listen, like. When I, when I come home, I'm like, what did you have for lunch? Is it chicken fried rice? I love chicken fried rice and I haven't had it all quarantine. Wow. <laughs> because I'm cooking meals for you. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Trader Joe's chicken fried rice. I'm like, Aaron, look, you see, th- this is called chicken. This is a protein. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> or, or am I? Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> no, I think just the fact that we've been, we've intentionally come together as a family for lunch, live included. It's, it's really nice. You know, like, and neither one of us has had that before, but like, yeah, I, I don't really take lunches myself. Yeah, and like, we both probably I more than you have just a really bad habit of like working through lunch or just having snacks throughout the day and eating at my computer and like not having that separation, which is not 
a good thing. <laughs> so I think it's been really nice because it's kind of had that midday break for us where we get to come together and mm -hmm. talk about how our morning was so far and mm -hmm. what's, what's happening on the calendar for the rest of the afternoon. And it's good time with Olivia. So I think it's like, I don't know, just separate, but together. You know what the sad thing is though? Hmm. This isn't going to last forever. I mean, well, that's not really, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I meant like it, it would be happy not to be in this environment anymore. But I, in terms of sad, it's like you get, you get really, I guess I could safely say everyone, you kind of adapt to, everybody adapts to their, their environments, whether it's good or bad, you, you, you figure it out. Um, I think for us, at least for me, it's a little sad because you get this bonding time with your family. Um, Olivia's going to be so sad when you are not at home every day. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, there are pros and cons. Like I certainly would like to be able to focus a little bit more. I don't know how Erica, you do it, um, all the time. So I, you know, I've learned how to really appreciate you, but I mean, at some point life is going to get back to at least a new normal. So I don't know. I mean, how do you, you kind of go back into a situation where it's the same, like you've, you've been successful in the situation before quarantine um i think i'm going to struggle with that more you're gonna um, miss me i meant like a, i'm gonna miss olivia and you thanks, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but um i think you know the work part of it i was successful at but i think i'm gonna really struggle i think i'm about to adapt like it's gonna be like another week i'm gonna really struggle with kind of getting that morning and that night down again so i think our next step is we took these rolls off during this time, but then it's kind of like you put those rolls on a little bit more, but how do we adapt further to, to do that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's going to be something we figure out. I guess thriving is a verb. So you're always doing it. <laughs> uh, so we're going to have to keep thriving. Well, yeah, we talked about this before. It's like, it's not something, I think it's like happiness. Like it's not like you hit this level and all of a sudden you're like, I've got it. I've done it. I'm on the pedestal. I am thriving forevermore. It's like, you have to keep trying to get there and you have to keep striving to thrive the same way that you have to keep pursuing happiness in life. You know, like, it's not like you just hit this moment of happiness and you are now forever happy. It's like, things are going to come and shake up your routines and mess up your processes and challenge you and create new opportunities for growth. And it's really just about how you adapt and when you're in partnership with someone it's just how about it's about how you adapt together and i think choosing to continuously come together at the end of the day as a team and acknowledging that you are playing on the same side and you have the same end goal of having the best possible relationship together it helps you to constantly just recenter and refocus on what's most important which I would say probably a lot of people have had the opportunity to yeah. do now with everything happening. Okay. So do we have any final parting words here for like helping everybody thrive? We might be on the end. We might be the end of the bandwagon. Like everybody listening in might, might be been there, done that already know how to thrive with their significant other working at home with them. But probably. <laughs> All right. Maybe, let's, we're, and maybe let's, everyone's judging let's us summarize. right now. Yeah. Let's summarize some high points. Number one, take off the labels, take out the labels. Number two, communicate, talk about what you don't like doing and what you do like doing and just get it all out there on your table, on your kitchen table. And literally number three, love each other. 
All right, that about wraps it up for today's episode. Um, James, thanks for coming on Thrive with me again. Always happy to be a guest of yours, Erica. Wait, before you go, if you like what you just listened to, drop us five stars on iTunes. Make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. And if you're on Instagram, snap a screenshot and share to your story with what episode you're tuning into and tag me at Erica Legenza with what part resonated with you the most. That way I can see what's helping you and your friends can pick up a helpful tidbit too. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.